0: Get used to discomfort.
1: I'm Casey Lanko. And I'm Tim Johansson. And welcome to Psychology at Work.
0: (music) Discomfort is necessary. Deep, lasting change requires accessing our insecurities and fear and going into them. This is by nature uncomfortable. Comfort
1: is different than safety. Discomfort is necessary.
0: So is safety. A deeper way. Foundational tenant number three. So here we are at number three, just a quick review. So, number one, be safe. Number two, be patient. And now we are number three, get used to discomfort, which, you know, this, Mm. I I think we say this about everyone, but this is, this might be my favorite one today, at least today. today.
1: (laughs) No, it, I, it is, you talk so much about discomfort and well, I, I love to listen to you talk about it.
0: It's, I think it's, I'm, I get a little passionate about it because when you look at So much behavior in the world that's unfortunate Mm. um, and harmful. So much of it stems simply from avoiding our own discomfort. And it just doesn't need to be that way. Mm. So let's dive in. Yeah. What's also a a word that
1: is kind of a big word or carries a lot of meaning around or social, like, people will, well, I'm not uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Well, why do I have to be uncomfortable? You know.
0: Well, and I think even in kind of going down that road, which we'll get to eventually here in the last sentence, I think. Discomfort and being uncomfortable has even been sort of morphed into something yeah. that it's actually not. Right. It's not a bad thing. Right. It's not dangerous. Unsafe. That's a bad thing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And they're not. Talk about the distinction. Um, But but before we do so. (laughs) First sentence.
1: Yes. Discomfort is necessary. Oh, it's a beautiful sentence. I know.
0: Short, to the point, concise, pithy, you might say. You might. Yeah. Discomfort is necessary. So that's a statement of fact and truth.
1: Yes.
0: Why? Yeah, it, it certainly. No, it's begs not. That. What for? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I I think it's a it's a valid question, and it, it it's is. because it it helps us recenter sort of the purpose of all of these tenants mm-hmm. again. If, as we've talked about in previous episodes on the tenants, the caveat: if you want to grow, right? If you want to develop if you want to heal if you want to get better if you want to then if you want to change then yes yeah discomfort is necessary and i think it it goes back to the principle behind tenant number two be patient it's because Mm. our bodies don't want us to change right that's why they say this is uncomfortable (laughs) right They don't want you to do that. No, let's it's too much energy. It's expending too much. Just you know, keep what we've been doing. And it's so easy. Right. To make that choice. Right. It's so easy. And that discomfort, the experience of the discomfort, or or sort of the onset. Of the discomfort, right. rather, because we often don't allow ourselves to experience it. But sort of the onset of that discomfort is a sign of okay, my body and that my dimensions of knowing are telling me yes that yes this is something this is different yep this is different and my body says different is scary. Mm -hmm. right my identity says difference is scary only because literally only because I don't know it yes that's all yes I don't know what
1: is next I don't know you brought up the dimensions of knowing and for folks who don't know what those are real quick refresher because you know me I love to belabor a point (laughs) It's good. right? We have intellectual knowing. And so when we say that, that's language, right? Don't think so much IQ as much as language. And it's putting words to things. So describing, putting words, language. Then we have what we call the three tacit dimensions or the felt dimensions. And they're experienced, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's the physical dimension of how we know things. So I know I'm sitting in this chair intellectually i can say it and see it but physically my body knows it's sitting down it's not standing up then we have the emotional dimension the emotional dimension and that is that is the felt sense of our experience in the moment and emotions actually are telling us something about our right now
0: and as you kind of go down into these with each yeah. additional dimension right. it broadens it broadens in scope
1: right in scope and we also have less and less control yeah we can generate a thought we can we can move our bodies and then oh crap yeah something happens with the emotional one yeah they are evoked <clears throat> they are evoked they are not generated
0: so i can't just tell myself to feel happy
1: correct you <laughs> correct what you have control over yeah is and it's this tenant right naming your emotion right you and deciding can, what to do with it you can decide what you do with it you can decide to explore it yep. you can decide to learn to put more language to it, Share to become it. emotionally literate, right? And that's a huge problem in our world is we're all emotionally illiterate. Yes, yeah, <laughs> all, every last one of us. Yes, right? there are unlimited emotions, right? And there are many, many ways to to describe an emotion, and we can get really precise and learn to get really granular and we even realize after doing that work that we're not just feeling one emotion right in a given moment we have a bunch of them yeah right and which ones am i putting my attention on we can ask that question and we still as much as we wish we could we cannot make them happen and i Can't think
0: it generates I think all of that is one reason why, as we get into that emotional dimension, right? It it's one of the reasons it can be scary is because it's yeah. so vast. Yeah, it's often so ill-defined. Yeah. It's and oh it my gosh, I'm so out in control. <laughs> Oh, well, is that I talked over you? And,
1: and no, I talked over you, but it's so vast. It's and 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 in that vastness, oh my gosh, I'm not in charge. Right.
0: Right. And <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: I'm not in control.
0: You want me to put a, a word to this, a singular word to this emotional experience? Like right. so it's overwhelming.
1: Right. And and so to this tenant here, or maybe let me finish with the fourth dimension, right? So the fourth dimension is the spiritual dimension of knowing. So we have an essence, each one of us, we have a spirit, an essence, and it's best explained when we do the hands exercise, right? And we clench our fists and we look at the other person with tight fists, right? And our physical dimension is disrupted and emotionally all this Stuff's going on. And we say the words, I'm here and I'm listening. So we're using our intellectual dimension to communicate meaning. And on that spiritual dimension, we receive that message from the other person. And we just know it doesn't match.
0: Because their fists are clenched.
1: We just know that their fists are, something's disrupted, right? So that spiritual dimension gives us pure access into knowing disruption. Mm -hmm. And and of, it's of ourselves and others.
0: You're right, right,
1: right. And it's how we're connected. And and so this idea too of of control really comes in to a, a richer meaning here on this level because I have no control over you or anyone else. I have no control over their spirit, how they show up. I can't like? control
0: it. What was right? that like to say? Uh,
1: Not as bad as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but it um b- when we try to control things that don't belong to us or that we can't, we actually get disrupted, right. right, And we get and it's uncomfortable and it's frustrating. And we're grabbing at things. and it, it, back to this point here, right? All of it is this big vastness, and we're not spending a lot of time exploring it because our bodies on the psychological and the physiological ways are saying, get the heck out, just move on. Right. Don't look at this uncomfortable thing. You know, don't grapple with it.
0: One of the things that's just coming up for me, I've been thinking about this a lot lately that I, I think it, it could be one of the many reasons that sort of societally, we work so hard to avoid discomfort. Mm -hmm. I think it's because we're fed this, this line uh, or this idea rather that um, logic Mm. is superior to emotion. And, you know, we need to, let me just say a few of these things that are so accepted as truth. You know, get the emotion out of decision-making. All right. Can't. Thank (laughs) you. What a flawed, untrue, ridiculous statement. Can't. We, we are, and this is the thing here. We are, whether we like it or not, emotional beings. Mm -hmm. And if we're honest with ourselves, most of our decisions are emotionally based. Yeah.
1: What it what that sentence or what that phrase really means is get your unpleasant emotions out of my decisions. Exactly. So I don't have to feel them. Exactly.
0: And <laughs> let's just say here that power and privilege mm-hmm. impact this tenant, all of them, of course, because they're they're at play in every relationship. But the people with the most power and privilege don't have to look at their discomfort. Right. So why should anyone else?
1: <laughs>
0: right. 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 To the point about the, the, the lot, you know, we make logical data-driven decisions.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, if you breathe, you have emotion. Right.
0: (laughs) You sit in all of them. The most important decisions that we make in our life are absolutely emotional. Yeah.
1: Right. So let's go ahead and get rid of the emotion and all the unimportant decisions. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That actually makes so much sense to me. Yes. You're telling me the how important this is you said something that i want to stay on so when we experience the potential right or the little bubbling up of discomfort yeah in the emotional realm it might be uneasy it might be afraid it might Mm -hmm. be pensive it might be you're testing my emotional vocabulary here i got scared words in my nephew says scared apprehensive right all of them we we have, every human in these moments, a decision point that we yeah. offload often as autonomic <laughs> instead of intentional, but that might come up, I might get apprehensive, I might get frustrated, I might wonder that maybe what they're saying actually is going against the idea I have about myself, right? Yep. And that's uncomfortable. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. You said two very uncomfortable evoking words, power, privilege. I'm not privileged. I don't have power. What are you talking about? Yeah. Right. It's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because for all sorts of reasons that maybe we'll get into later, but it's in this tiny moment, that stinking moment that some of us with, resources can say you know what i'm not gonna listen to that right i'm not no i'm not Whoosh. right yep. and what's driving that is is i don't want to think about that i don't want to be uncomfortable that's, that's a exactly human, it that's a human process yep. we all want to get rid of the discomfort most right? of us we all want to we all have that pull Yes. The psyches and bodies at least want to get rid of it.
0: Right. But here's what I would like to do.
1: Yeah.
0: And I know you have to finish your point there, but I'd like to start a movement yes. for people to get addicted to discomfort. Right. Yeah. The, Why? Well, because it's necessary. <laughs> yeah. So I hope I didn't make you lose your point. No, I love, you know me, I love a good tangent.
1: So it's in this moment that we encounter something different than what we thought we knew, right? Different than what we thought we wanted to have happen. Different than the conversation we thought we were entering into. That's simply a disruption. Disruption, change to what we thought we knew. Disruptions are, by nature, uncomfortable. So here we sit with this uncomfortable. Right, this discomfort. And here we're telling them that it's necessary.
0: Could I add one more? Yeah. You had, you talked about control. Yeah. Cause I think that's a big piece of this. Cause we, we try to implement control of our circumstance Mm -hmm. for the purpose of avoiding being uncomfortable. So there, so I think it, it works in both ways, right? The disruption part is sort of, discomfort in reaction to changes mm-hmm. abrupt river but i think we also work sort of um apprehensively so we Forward. we yeah. try to anticipate yes you know you say that wonderful phrase you can't shoot what is it oh,
1: to, i have so many to,
0: to prevent <laughs> getting scraped you can't do what now oh we can't
1: I, yeah 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 we we actually can't arrange our circumstances in such a way that we can enter them without any risk of getting scraped. Right. We can't do it. it.
0: The only way is to not be in the world.
1: To not be in the world. Yep. Yep. And so apprehension, right? You said that word Mm -hmm. is trying to arrange our future circumstance In such a way that we can enter it without the risk of getting scraped. Yeah. Without the risk of it. And what is getting scraped? It's experiencing emotional discomfort.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or any kind of, well, it's experiencing discomfort. Deep. I was going to say, have we even read the second sentence? Oh, I know. (laughs) Deep, lasting change. Deep lasting change requires accessing our own insecurities and fear and going into them. What does that
0: mean? Into them, Mm -hmm. accessing them. We've talked a lot on the podcast about sort of the difference between band aids Mm -hmm. and real lasting change. Mm -hmm. And Tenant number two, be patient, talks about how most of our behavior is deeply rooted in our unconscious. And that deep rooting is often sort of calcified and fertilized with shame. Mm-hmm. And the shame is always lying to you. Always always shame serves no good purpose Hmm. doesn't right it's different than guilt right right guilt 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 can be helpful yes guilt is connected to your own values and and maybe Mm. if you step outside of those you're going to feel guilty that's a good thing
1: Shame is connected to the lie that you are of no value. Exactly. You are of no value. That's what shame shame is tied
0: into. Shame will always hold us back when we listen Mm -hmm. to it. Because that's what it wants to do. Right. And so going, accessing that, turning the lights on it, Mm -hmm. experiencing the fear that it generates. Right. Right. Stepping into it because it's actually only uncomfortable. Right. It's only uncomfortable stepping into it so that, and here's why I love discomfort so much. Mm. So that we can get on the other side and realize that the shame was lying to us. Yes. Yes. That's yes. what we have to do. It's, it, and you can use any kind of school of psychology, the, the language that I might use to, to explain that process, but it's all the same. It's, it's reorganizing your neural template. It's creating new neural pathways. It's, it's going after the cognitive distortions. It's, it's shifting the beliefs you've formed about yourself. It's reorienting the objects that you've internalized whatever kind of school of, of psychology you want to use, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. And it's turning the lights on that stuff. That's actually not real. real. Mm,
1: I just got goosebumps. You, you used my favorite word.
0: <laughs> real realize. Oh yes.
1: And it is not a passive. Oh, kind of, Oh, that just right. It doesn't happen to us. We have to make it. And, To reiterate your point, what are we making real and how we make, how we grow? What are we making real and how are we doing it? And you just described how we do this. We look at the shame. We look at the stories. We look at what hooks us. We look at that, we look at it, we look at it, we look at it, we talk about it, we turn on the lights on it, and in that, we realize Mm -hmm. that that was never real.
0: I want to clarify what you're saying wasn't real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not to say the experiences that we've had that formed those pockets of shame. Right.
1: It's not to say that those weren't real.
0: No. The part that's not real is what we come to believe about ourselves. Right. Which is that we're not worthy. Right. Which is quite frankly enough. Yeah. People say that to
1: each other. Right. (laughs) Right. And we're saying that to one another. Yep. Often exactly that way. Yeah. Right. And so to to be crystal clear (laughs) to our listeners, people who have had that said to them, that has been said that the fact that it happened is absolutely real. Yeah. Right. So that their experience, they heard the words that happened. What's not real about it is the statement. Exactly. And we get confused when we hear those words from people, especially from people who are here to, supposed to be nurturing us and taking care of us
0: well yeah people who haven't done their own work so then they're throwing their shame at other people right and so like you said what happens
1: and this is a human process we carry that around with us
0: yeah
1: right it's called an insecurity we carry that with us and how this works in this tenant right well maybe somebody in my life right now might be implying things that hook that. Mm-hmm. Right? And that does not feel good. That feels uncomfortable, right? And so I'm just not going to look at it. I'm not going to go into it. Right. I'm going to decide or conclude that they're just a bad person that I don't want to be around.
0: <laughs> right? And and what it does when we when we allow that shame and those insecurities to and the avoidance of the discomfort that they bring up, we allow them to really dictate our lives. And when we give them that much power, there is absolutely a ceiling, a really hard ceiling Mm -hmm. to our fulfillment in the world. Yeah. Because it's going to keep us from experiences it's going to keep us from relationships it's going to keep us from also accessing our own full humanity Mm. and sure you know we can kind of clip along and survive but is that what anyone really wants
1: comfort is different than safety Discomfort is necessary. Yes. So is safety. Yeah. So now we've got comfort and safety, two different things.
0: Safety is about the essence of who I am. Safety is about my unequivocal truth, which is that I'm worthy of love and belonging because I exist. Yeah. Non negotiable.
1: Yep.
0: And if I'm In an environment that is denying that to me, Mm. that's not safe. It's not safe. Right. I don't need to be there. That's not (laughs) safe. Right.
1: Here's how this looks. (laughs) Parent to child, you're no good. That's not safe. No. It's your fault when it wasn't. That's not safe.
0: Gaslighting.
1: That's right. gaslighting. That's intellectual violence. That's the erasure of fact. You
0: don't feel that way.
1: You don't feel that way. That's not safe.
0: That's about safety is about you, you know the essence of who you are and 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 your right to exist as such. Yes. And it, no one gets it, to erase that. Right. And so we're not saying Get used to that. (laughs) No. No, that's, that's actually abuse. (laughs) And in fact, that's
1: why we can't, that's why we struggle so much with discomfort is because we've actually gotten used to being. We tolerate that. We tolerate being around unsafe.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. At the expense of fulfillment. We tolerate so much psychological and emotional violence. Right. That I'm just restating what you just said, but yeah, we have come to sort of associate and confuse that with comfort and discomfort.
1: And it's simply, you don't get to have your experience. You don't get to have it. It doesn't exist. I'm not going to let it be here. You don't get to have it, right? That's not safe. And that's a different conversation than what do you do with your discomfort? What do you do with your Disruption. What do I do with my fill in the blank?
0: I think of them as safety is about identity, who I am. Mm -hmm. Discomfort and this comfort world is more about what I do. My behaviors, Mm -hmm. how my, my perspectives, my thinking, my things that actually can change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, you know, so if we're putting this in the context of work, which most mm-hmm. often is what we're talking about. Sometimes leaders who won't look at their own discomfort will simply just say, well, this is all just touchy-feely. <laughs> you know, We can't just let anyone do whatever they want. Well, of course not. No one is suggesting that. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the best way to give someone helpful feedback is to approach them from the standpoint of seeing them as worthy of love and belonging because they exist. And let's talk about the way that this project is progressing. Cause I think we can be better.
1: Here's why we put these two together. Yeah. The degree to which I am willing, able, capable to lean into my discomfort is directly correlated with the degree of safety that I'm able to provide.
0: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: The degree to the safety I'm able to provide.
0: Well, I think that goes to, we talked about this, too, in the Be Safe episode, the first Be Safe one. Right. The idea of being with. Right. The degree to which you can be with yourself. Yeah. Correlates to the degree to which you can be with other people. Right.
1: Yeah. If I can't be with my own discomfort, I'm actually very limited in how safe I'm able to be to someone who might be experiencing even a nominal disruption.
0: Well, right. Because someone else's discomfort may, may make, make us uncomfortable. Yeah. And if I haven't developed the muscles, Right To be okay with just being uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. it's going to be really
1: difficult. Right. So I'm going to erase it. Right. (laughs) And and we can do that in a few ways. We might. Yeah. And that's how and why it ties to power. Yeah. That's how and why it ties to power. Yeah. If I have the power, I can erase it. I can make that discomfort go away. Yeah. Right. I can make that disruption stop.
0: We should also talk about here, because I actually think it's really important, this idea of accessing, I know I'm going back a little bit, but accessing insecurities and fear and going into them, this is by nature uncomfortable. We should talk about what's going on there, because I think it's helpful for to normalize it mm. for people, because that is such an intense, or it can be. For those of you who have emotions, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it can be such an intense emotional experience. Right. And the body is literally screaming at us. And I'm not being hyperbolic. It's screaming that if you go one step further into this, Mm. you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. That's the experience of it. That's how strong our defenses are. That's how strong that shame is and has a hold over us because the shame is saying you are so worthless. Mm. I guarantee you, if you go through this, you're going to realize how worthless you are Mm. and your body is just going to shut down on you. And so of course, (laughs) when that's the message we're getting from our body, we say, well, no, I'm not going to do that. But it's a lie. And that's why we have to go through it. So we can get on the other side and realize, oh, I actually didn't die. Right. I got on the other side of it. And I'm okay. And wait a minute. (laughs) I lived. All those messages weren't right. I lived. And for a point of clarification, so we don't get a bunch of emails. That's again why it's different than safety. Don't go through that if it's violence from That's someone not else. No.
1: Right. <laughs> no. In, in truly, it's not living. Not allowed to live.
0: That's, yeah.
1: On the emotional level is our emotion that we're experiencing is it
0: allowed to live is
1: the thought allowed to live
0: right so i think have Wait. we answered the question why is discomfort necessary mm, i think i hope so leave it to the audience what would your if you had to put a a pithy answer to that what would yours be why is discomfort necessary
1: not much of our world is actually known and exploration of the unknown isn't comfortable and if we want to know ourselves others our world more deeply we got to go explore
0: yeah how about this yeah two Discomfort is necessary, and it's necessary to go through it Mm. so you can realize that it actually isn't necessary. (laughs) That's good. That's a point we didn't get to, which is we aren't meant to constantly be in a state of fear and discomfort. Right. But it's only in going through it that you realize you don't need to be in it. Not to avoid it but to realize I actually, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. The more we allow ourselves to experience the discomfort and go through it, the less often it's going to come back up. Mm -hmm. The more that we avoid it, the more that we try to distract ourselves from it and We all have all kinds of unhealthy coping mechanisms that we do for that. The more often we're going to be uncomfortable. What a paradox you've just
1: laid before us. You like that? (laughs) I think it's pretty good. We'll talk to you.
0: No. (laughs) Drive safe. (laughs) Get used to discomfort. Discomfort is necessary.
1: Deep. Lasting change requires accessing our insecurities and fear and going into them. This is, by nature, uncomfortable.
0: Comfort is different than safety. Discomfort is necessary. So is safety. A deeper way.
1: Foundational tenet number three.